Hello and welcome to this episode of Your Destiny Today with your host, Anthony Turner. Join us as we explore life and purpose from a kingdom perspective through biblical teaching, inspirational messages, and informative discussions with special guests. Our goal is to equip and mobilize you to walk in the fullness of your destiny today. Well, hello everyone. This is Anthony Turner. I am the um, your host for Your Destiny Today, and we are very thrilled and very blessed to be coming to you again this week. And uh, anytime I have the pleasure of being in the company of this, our guest, uh, I am overjoyed. She's my best friend. She's one of my closest sisters. Uh, she is an amazing woman of God with uh, just, um, she's an influencer, she's a connector. Um, she's none other than my sister, Catherine Wade. Catherine um, uh, was very instrumental in my life in so many ways over the last several years. And she's the um, uh, executive director of Life Choices Pregnancy Care Center in Aiken, South Carolina. And she is here with us on Your Destiny today. So welcome, Catherine. We are so ple pleased to have you with us today. Well, thank you, Anthony, for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Well, I we're actually um, uh, broadcasting from Aiken, South Carolina. Uh, a week ago uh, is when we taped this. Um, and we were just coming off the heels of a... Um, a, a conference and a summit with our friend Christy Austin and in Kendall Ministries, and it was a powerful week. It and Father uh, really showed himself strong. And so, yeah. is there anything that you want to? Um, since this, since since that time, was there anything that you wanted to um, share with us regarding that time that we were together in that in that atmosphere of worship? You know, it's so wonderful to be in the presence of, of just a group of people who love Jesus. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes when we go to maybe church services sometimes or to other functions, you have you know, a mixed crowd, people mm -hmm. that are kind of curious, people that are kind of like, well, I don't know why my spouse dragged me here. <laughs> um, those kinds of things. And then to be in this company of people who just love Jesus, who are excited about what he's doing. They're excited about impacting our nation, our communities for the Lord. And it just fired me up. I don't know about you, Anthony, I but I'm ready to go. I took absolutely. notes. I'm going to live by my notes this week. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. I, I, I feel the same way. I was so fired up, so inspired. And the thing that blessed me was, of course, uh, it was a multi-generational yes. gathering. And we probably had four generations of people yeah. represented and everybody was in fi on fire. Everybody was engaged. And it gave me a picture. It really did. It gave me a picture of um, what the ecclesia, what the body of Christ, what it could look like when we all embrace each other and give space for everyone to be who Father has called them to be. So that's what really excited me. 
And, and uh, one of the things that I think um, also came out of that, there were times that we had of, of great deep recommitment, con- uh, consecration before the Lord. And it, it brought us to that place, I think. There were several, uh, even as I was um, listening to you, you were one of the speakers and the things that the Father had you share on. You, you initially started, and I'm going to ask you, if you'd start there with the, the revelation that the Lord gave you, mm-hmm. uh, you were talking about redemptive gifts, but he gave you another uh, 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 piece to add on as a precursor to that. Would you kind of expound sure. on what he what he showed you during that time? Sure. I and um, It was kind of funny. You know how when you're, you're somewhere and, and you're reading, you know, you might be reading the word or just thinking about something and the Lord begins to speak to you. Well, I was sitting in front of the Toyota car dealership getting my car serviced and was reading in 2 Timothy and was, I was um, just kind of meditating on God's or Paul's call to Timothy to to appreciate his giftings and to, to go deeper into that and, and, um, not to despise his youth and all those things. And, and all of a sudden the Lord spoke to me and he goes, you know, um, there's nowhere in the new Testament where they talk about where I talk about taking the land. And that's what, um, and Kendall's all about is, is, um, impacting our cities. And I was like, what? And um, I said, Lord, I'm getting prepared to talk about um, the redemptive gifts for the land. And you're talking, you're telling me the New Testament doesn't say anything about that. And I'm like, I think you're out of time here. And um, but I started, I said, what do you mean, Father? And he said, in the New Testament, he said, I'm drawing my people into into purity, into a deeper relationship with me so that I can clean out everything um, that is not like me in them and put myself fully in them. And so I'm, I'm meditating on that. And he, and then he skipped over and he said, well, in the Old Testament, I did talk about the land and taking the land. And that's what I wanted my original people to do. And so I, in that, when I got home and I, I got out um and started reading about Moses again and and Joshua and I realized that I started thinking that you know God you took the Israelites out of Egypt um, yes they had been crying out because their burdens were so um, harsh mm-hmm. and how they were under the persecution of their taskmasters and he's and in what he began to show me and he said, I took my people out of Israel. And he said, what should have been a short journey to the promised land? He said, I, the purpose of that short journey is for them to get a vision of who I was and who I wanted them to be in their lives. And then who I wanted them to be, to be my people set apart. And the purpose of them was to then impact the world for heaven, for God's plans and purposes, impact all of those ites that we struggle with um, pronouncing their names Mm -hmm. that the Israelites were supposed to impact those people. But, but, 
he showed me about when Moses went up onto the mountain and that God wanted them to be consecrated, set apart and waiting upon the Lord, waiting upon Moses to come back. But they refused after a little while, they stopped wanting to wait. They stopped wanting to um, be still and know the Lord. And they built the golden calf, which we all know that history. And he said, and I felt like it was at that moment that, that um, God said, you know, we're, I'm not going to let them enter in. And mm. we know in scripture, it happened a little further on, but it was, it, I feel like that was sort of that cataclysmic moment mm. where they lost that opportunity. And, and so what I feel like God has been doing for generations, for thousands of years is looking for a people who are, were, are willing to say, I will surrender everything. I will get all the other uh, golden calves out of my life and wow. I will enthrone you on the the throne of my heart and then let you purify me as I surrender each area, each dark area, surrender myself to you so that I can be like you so that I can then in turn be that people who takes the land. Wow. Wow, that's so powerful. You know, last week we had uh, my friend Charlia Woodward on, and she uh, mm-hmm. talked about um, the time that she feels like we're in of a time of us, uh, the Lord measuring us. Yeah. And and almost like, uh, uh, I'll, I'll use this word, going through the assessment test of where we are. Because in order, so what I hear you saying is in order to not just possess the land, but but sustain That's the right. land. There has to be a people who who are free of all of the the trappings of the the the, the hidden golden calves. Yeah. Uh, in their heart, so that if things don't happen like we think they do, then we say, "I'm tired of waiting on the Lord. I'm going to take measures in my own hands." You know, I'm thinking about this, and and that's happened so many times in Scripture. We see Saul lost the throne yeah. because of that that very, very thing. He thing. couldn't wait uh, for Samuel to show up, and he took matters in his own hands, and it cost yeah. him the throne. Yeah, and so many times that's I think where we are. So, wow, I'm I'm, I'm just getting. I'm just getting this 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 picture as I'm sitting here with you of how important it is that we that we go deeper. One of the things I mentioned with uh Charlia last week was that uh we've been we've been um one inch deep and you know and 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 ten miles wide. Yeah. But Father wants to go deeper in in us so that we can maintain the land. Yes. What are your thoughts on that? Well, I think that's so true. I, you know, I feel like, and I'm just going to speak for myself, Mm -hmm. you know, God is, God will show me something and I'll jump up off the, you know, the sofa or jump up off my knees and, (laughs) and take that and run with it. And I'll hear him saying in the background, I'm not finished yet. (laughs) And, um, and I think most of us do that because we, you know, especially if you have a heart to see the the things of God established mm-hmm. in in the earth, yeah. you want to get busy. Yeah, and and I'm finding that I hate the word busy um, because we all say it. 
what you, you know, how are things with you? Oh, I've been so busy. And I, busy wow. is the enemy of deep. Wow. And wow. Um, that's just coming to me. Thank you, Lord. It's the enemy of deep because we get, we get, I mean, and we might be doing good things, but how deep am I in the midst of that? Something one of um, Rebecca from Enkindle said that has so struck me, and I am so guilty of this. Uh, he, she was talking or she posted about another person, and she said, she was talking about um, someone, and she said, you're so good at stewarding relationships. And it so struck me because I'm not. Mm-hmm. I'm not good at stewarding relationships. And from this day forward, I'm getting better. I'm Amen. choosing to do better. Amen. But but even in that statement, it made me realize that we um, we run fast around people and with people and through people. Um, and we do that same thing with God. And we just need to be still. And I need to sit wow. with you and go, what's going on in your world? Yeah, yeah. You know, what's what's happening? And we need to go deep with one another because if we don't, we don't know how to walk with you. Mm. And and then, but take that even more to God. Wow. That if I just sit and I, you know, I get my little verse, my one verse that's at the top of my devotions, and there's nothing wrong with that if that's what you have time for that moment, but come back later and read that whole chapter. Mm -hmm. Go deeper into that. What is the Holy Spirit trying to say in that moment or sitting and being still and being quiet before him so that he can begin to teach us what deep for me looks like mm. what does deep look for like for you yes, yes and then because that's that where we're going to get into that place where we begin to put down roots and our roots are going deep they're going to make us more stable they're going to um all of that's going to make us more grounded so that when the wind blows I don't move around a bunch. That's good. Or when things, like you were saying earlier, when things don't happen the way I think that they should have or or need to or how I think that they sh- I think they should, then I'm not going to be so moved because my roots are deep. Wow. But even beyond that, I think it's it's that depth is when I truly begin to know the heart of the Father. Yes. yes. And not... Um, this sort of um, Bible story God. Wow. And um, I think I, if I can share a dream, mm-hmm. I've shared this with you. Um, I had a dream a while back, and um, I, I, in the dream, um, this man came to me, and he um, was just this strong, virile man, and he was like, I love you, and I want to be with you, and I, I can take great care of you, and and I'm all in the dream. Of course, I'm married in real life, but in the dream, I'm thinking, but I'm in relationship with Lee. And I can't be in relationship with Brad. And but everything about Brad, um, I could never see his face, but he just there was light all around him. And there was a strength about him that was so attractive. And I I decided I said, I'm going to go tell Lee, I can't be in a relationship (laughs) with him anymore. And so I, I get in my car to drive and um, I find that I'm on a one-way street, and and so I'm 
thankfully I was going and I was able to go in the direction I needed to go, but I thought, how am I going to get back? Because there's no way to get back there because it's a one way street. But I go on and I go into this, it was an antique store and I go into the antique store and there's Lee and Lee's a baby. And I'm thinking to myself in the dream, I can't be in a relationship (laughs) with the baby. But I talk to him as if he's an adult, and I say, Lee, I can't be in a relationship with you anymore. And Lee starts crying and doing things that babies do, pitching a fit and stuff. And and I'm, I'm, I said, I just, I have to leave you. I can't be in a relationship with you anymore. I have to, I have to go. And as I'm walking through this antique store, I walk, I walk to the door, and Lee comes up to me, and now he's a man, but he's, he's sort of um, weak, wimpy, um, man. And, um, not the type of man I'm attracted to at all, but he's just this weak, wimpy man. And he's begging me not to break up with him. And I said, I have to break up with you. I don't want this relationship anymore. And I walked out and I got in my car and I'm sitting there thinking, how am I going to get? And I just drove on the sidewalks (laughs) and hoping I wouldn't hit people. And I got back to Brad and, And I know that might sound strange, but the revelation that God gave me in that was Brad stood for the real God, Mm -hmm. the strong, the virile, the, the light. And Lee stood for the Jesus that we've probably most of us have worshiped, either a baby in a manger Mm -hmm. or sort of a weak, um, wimpy Jesus that, you know, just kind of waits around for us to tell him what to do and that he doesn't, you know, he's not really strong enough to do anything of, wow. of import and 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 the one-way street the lord was showing me he said religion has brought you on a one-way street that there's really no way and unless you're determined you're not going to get back another direction wow. it's all roads lead to that jesus that wow. weak baby jesus wow and and i think that in that going deeper God needs us to see who he really is. Mm. And I don't do that just skimming across the surface. No, I've got to get in the word. I've got to spend time with him. I've got to spend time with other people that, that know him intimately so that they can teach me and draw me in. But going deep is what's where we are in this season, or we're not going to be able to survive. I think the coming days. Absolutely. Well, one of the things that I've been hearing you know, I, I love history, and 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 one of the things that uh, one prov- proverbial statement that we've heard many times is, if you don't um, remember history, you're su- you're Absolutely. subject to repeat it. And and as you were talking about going deeper, and 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 even our roots going deeper, because as we go deeper in Him, in relationship with Him. And and knowing him, knowing him as uh, uh, this broad, strong Jesus, that that you find any way in that you possibly can to get to get to him, yes, and 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 break relationship with. I like to call it the American Jesus, the American Jesus, or the Western culture Jesus that we've made, where he he you know we control him as opposed to. Uh, submitting to his lordship, yeah. and um, but I'm but I'm thinking about how important even deep roots are for sustainability. Yeah, and I think back in history, and, and even in our nation, 
all of the amazing revivals mm. that have broken out and that have happened where people came into uh, the kingdom by droves. And we had wonderful, wonderful um, times of refreshing as a nation. And wherever they all gone, yeah. And 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 I'm thinking that what happens is we we don't go deeper. No. We we have one encounter, one experience, and then we build a a booth around that experience. That's exactly. We build a tent like yes. like Peter and James and John when they were on the Mount of Transfiguration. They wanted to build a tent uh, around that around that encounter. But we have to go deeper because Absolutely. it can't be just based on our last um, little Bible study reading or that we had with the Lord. So, yeah. So, what does that look like? Uh, some, some, you know, it's. What are some ways that you believe? And you, you mentioned one that um, that really struck home with me, um, but, but. And I'll, I'll maybe address that in a second. But what are some ways with you that that the Father that you believe that we can that we can be more deliberate in going deeper? Well, you know, it's interesting. I um, I was recently here at the Pregnancy Center. We had a, a women's gathering back in February, and we had some teachers and just such strong um, Bible teachers. And I was so convicted. Um, I felt like compared to them and I wasn't like in a wrong way comparing myself to them or in an unhealthy way, but it was like, you know, we're so, we're supposed to, um, spur one another on. We're mm-hmm. supposed to create a jealousy, yeah. um, in a sense that I want more of that. Mm-hmm. And that's what that was. And I was just like, Lord, you know, I've been to seminary. I had to study the Bible all through seminary. I mean, just read every book and and write and and um write papers on books and the themes of books and um but I feel like and I read the Bible every day, but I I felt so convicted that I don't know the word like I think God wants me to know the word. And so to answer that part of your question, you know, the more you get in the word for some people, it feels like a drudgery. Mm -hmm. And so I would encourage you to invite the Holy spirit to teach you, um, to come into your Bible reading. Cause when I do that, it's amazing what he begins to show me on passages that I have underlined in my Bible. Yeah. He will bring something new out of that place. But what I have found since I had made since February, just made this determination that I'm going to, I am spending more and more and more time in the word that my hunger for the word has increased exponentially. Wow. And so I would encourage you, if you struggle now with Bible reading, invite the Holy Spirit into it. Be patient with that process. And I 
believe, I don't think I'm unique or special in any way like that because God wants to reveal himself to every one of us. I believe God will begin, you will develop a hunger for the word that you never, and now I feel like, oh my gosh, oh, I've got an extra five minutes. I could sit here and read my Bible Mm -hmm. and um, like I was doing in front of the Toyota place. And then God began to speak to me and he will speak to you more and more through the word than you ever dreamed possible. So I encourage you, get in the word. People say that and they people go, oh yeah. So I read two verses mm-hmm. instead of, and I'm not being critical. I'm just saying the more you read the word, the more you will want to read the word. Yes. And the more, because you begin to connect the dots, you begin to see God in ways that you've not seen him before. And then it gets exciting. Yes, it does. Um, Another way, um, that I've just been dealing with lately is um, realizing that maybe my trust for him is not where it needs to be. Mm. You know, we say we trust God, but then, you know, sometimes I feel like in my own life where the rubber meets the road, am I really trusting God or am I trusting myself? What am I doing here? And, you know, and so I've had to really spend time before the Lord repenting for unbelief and not trusting doubt, I guess that would be. And, um, you know, and so I would encourage people to evaluate, are you trusting God? Or are you trusting yourself with a smattering of God in that? Um, Because as I survey people, um, I've been, I'm 58, shouldn't tell my age, but at least you can't (laughs) see me. Um, But, you know, I've been a Christian for 30 years and, and a a committed one. I grew up in church, but, um, but I've been talking to older Christians and I'm like, tell me about your trust. Do Mm. you feel like you really trust the Lord? And they're all kind of coming to the same conclusion too, because as in America, we have life kind of easy. Right. And you know, I, I, you know, most of us have enough money to do the things we need to do. Yeah. We have a home. You know, we're not necessarily trusting the Lord like George Mueller did to put food on the table. Mm. Um, you know, are we trusting? And so learning to step back and go, all right, Lord, what do you want me to do in this situation? And then waiting on him yeah. to do it. Um, yeah. I'm a go-aheader. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm like, okay, let's do this. We can, we got this. We can yeah. do this. And the Lord said, so the Lord's teaching me about trust. And, you know, I would venture to say most, if you're listening to this, you probably might struggle with that too. Yeah. yeah. Um, and because, We've been so trained to rely on our senses. Yes. yes. And so tr- to rely on someone that we can't see and sometimes can't hear, mm-hmm. that it feels like you're stepping literally just into darkness. Um, that's where we have to meditate on the goodness of God. Yeah. God, you're good and you're faithful and you love me. And the things that I have thought in the past, well, Lord, you didn't come through with me for me in that area. When I look back, you know, hindsight's 2020. When I look back, I'm like, well, no wonder he didn't let that happen. That would have been a disaster. <laughs> right. You right. know, and if you can, if we begin to be a people like the the Jewish people who journaled, they chronicled, they told stories mm-hmm. about the faithfulness of God, we've sort of separated ourselves from everyday life with God. We've sort of separated that and we have church God and we have <laughs> 
life me. Yeah. And and so I think evaluating your trust level, do you really trust him? Yes. And then working on that area. Um, I don't know. Is that something you struggle with, Anthony? Well, the thing for me, <laughs> uh, this is, uh, I, I have had to do an assessment of my trust level. Uh, you know, and I was, um, we were introduced to a, um, a YouTube video. It's on YouTube. It was a video called uh, Sheep Amongst Wolves. And the thing that ripped my heart to shreds was the fastest growing church in uh, the world is the church in Iran, which is basically led by women. And um, the one thing that happened, one couple, and we you, you remember yeah. the story, the one couple who got the opportunity to flee this persecution in Iran and move to America, uh, and after a few years, the wife said, take me back to Iran. And the husband is like, are you kidding me? They're persecuting. And she says, but there's a demonic lullaby that's putting me to sleep yeah. here. And so, and, 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 and I believe that part, even as you say that, it was hitting my heart in such a way uh, that that lullaby is to uh, lull us from trusting the Father. Yes. And so... I think about the scripture that says, some trust in chariots, some in horses, but we remember the name of the Lord our God. But I, but as a nation, and, and, I, and I think all of us have been affected by that lullaby, and that is to uh, trust in the things that we can do ourselves. And, and so because of that, it, it negates our need or our desire to even go deeper or to even it um we we've got so many other things that we can trust in and so yeah that has been a tremendous challenge journey for me uh of getting out of that i want to add one other thing to this though as far as getting deeper because um this is this is one of the things that i will recommend to each of you out there too to add to this uh, to these, this practical list that, that Catherine is mentioning. And she mentioned it earlier. And, or, or um, there's two things. First of all, she said that busy is the enemy of deep. And that, that's still cutting my heart like a knife right now. I still feel the Holy Spirit doing surgical. Uh, yeah. he's, he's putting sutures oh, yeah. in. But you cut <laughs> me deep with that one. Because I, I just sent you a text uh, last week, I think, before I came. I says, this has been the busiest time of my life. And uh, with that, that um, and that's another reason it's good to have sisters in your life like Catherine is because without even trying, they, they make you better by, by, by saying stuff. And, and the Lord says, okay, you can sit quietly and just let that one pass by <laughs> or, 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 or just face the music and realize that you, this has been a part of your issue right here. And so, yeah, it's it, busyness. And we see that with the Mary Martha. Because Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. So Mary went deep and Martha went busy. busy. And, and Jesus told her, Mary chose the, the good part. Yeah. But one of the things that I wanted to add to this, too, um, and I encourage you, as um, Catherine has, since February, been on this journey, uh, and it's affected me 
because our relationship is so close. We text back and forth, usually a couple of three times a week. And whenever the father speaks something to her, I'll get a, sometimes it's funny because of course, both of us are somewhat early risers, but she sometimes forgets <laughs> that she's in Eastern time zone and I'm in mountain. And so I'll get a, I'll get a text at 5 a.m. where it's seven o'clock or her way. Or five o'clock my time, three o'clock your time is usually when it comes. Yes. And she's been with the Lord and, uh, and, and I'm, I roll over and I see it's a, it's a text from Catherine. But the thing that has helped me and has been a tremendous blessing to me is seeing how the Father has unpacked things. It, that, your hunger, has got me hungry, has got me uh, a greater level of hunger. So I wanted to just throw this into our podcast listeners. You need to find you somebody that, you, that, that can help you sharpen your iron. Yeah. You if you if you just think that you're gonna just stay in the word, uh, just you, uh, it's probably gonna be a lot more difficult and challenging. Find somebody who's hungry, and go to the restaurants that they go to. <laughs> Cause see, she's a spiritual foodie, and so now I'm a spiritual foodie, <laughs> and so we I think we play off of each other. But because when we get together, we have some of the most rousing conversations because uh, she'll say something that'll trigger me and I'll go deeper. Yep. And then I'll come back with what the father has given me. And then it's 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 not a competition. Mm -mm. It is just uh, it's it's joyful. And she'll blow my mind. I says, okay, you've done it again. She's blown my mind. So (laughs) and 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 the same goes the other way, because I think that. You know, and that's what's so, that's how it's supposed to be. Yes. You know, because religious conversations are boring, (laughs) but when you have revelation conversation, it's fire. And, you know, when you're binging off of each other and like, but the Lord says this, and the Lord's like, look at this. It is the most exciting thing. And (laughs) y'all, the other thing, um, and I'm just trying to be transparent because I know a lot of people struggle with stuff and, 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 you know, maybe not this audience, but you might know somebody that struggles and you can say, you know, you need to listen to this podcast, but you know, I am, um, I am a political junkie. Is that (laughs) mild speaking, Anthony? Um, and so you could tell that, um, in the last year, I've lost my mind. <laughs> and But, you know, the Lord has been so gracious just to pull my mind back together and say it's going to be okay. And, and my trust even in that has just grown exponentially. But what I wanted to say is I think that, you know, you were saying um, comfort, the comfort level that we have, I noticed that we aren't often very excited about things because we have so much. Right. I think our children aren't, they aren't full of wonder. And oftentimes they're not, especially as they get to like middle school and maybe fourth, fifth and sixth grade, it's like it gets drummed out of them and they aren't full of wonder. And they're, they, they lose that curiosity sometimes. And they, they begin to just accept that, 
whatever's kind of handed to them. Mm -hmm. And the Lord has been dealing with me. I have felt, um, I haven't even talked to Anthony about this, but I have felt um, just sort of a deadness wanting to creep into my inner being of Mm -hmm. not of almost being afraid to be excited about something mm. because things, you know, look at what we've lived through for the last year. But the Lord started speaking to me about um, just letting him come into those places where either maybe disappointment or frustration or even anger or just the mundaneness of life that we just kind of live day in, day out. Um, our lives often are the same, you know, we go to get up, we go to work. We, we do, you know, put in our eight hours. Some of us put in 12, 16. Mm -hmm. Um, but it begins, it's like we settle into this place. That's not a good place for us as human beings. God is the God of all creation. He created everything. And each of us are uniquely made as Psalm 139 says, we are fearfully and wonderfully made. And, and he wants us to be alive obviously with his spirit, but alive to the wonder of the things around us, of the people around us. And so in that, you know, that we were talking about busyness and, and, and being excited about these exchanges with the Lord um, and with one another, God wants to awaken us. Yes, he does. Yes. That's so good. And that deadness that some of us maybe have been feeling that I just, ugh. You know, life is is not hard, but it's not easy either. It's frustrating. It's it's a lot of things. Um, you know, if I get that call from the car warranty place one more time on my <laughs> phone, I'm going to lose my mind. But, you know, but that deadness and the Lord's just like, I want to breathe the Zoe life, my Zoe mm. life into you yes. so that you can I, awaken unto righteousness. But then let the fire of God so that when you are having a conversation with your favorite person on the <laughs> planet, um, you begin, he ignites things and it's like lightning and yeah. then it pops. Yeah. It's like lightning yeah. and it creates an excitement that then creates an excitement for the Lord and more about mm. the Lord and then more for people and more for your community. It just is more. Yes. And, um, and so I know I just rambled off and went down a rabbit trail, but I just felt like, you know, some, we don't notice it as deadness. It's just, it's just, uh, Blahs, we call it the blahs, and it's not depression, it's not even sadness, it's just sort of a ugh. And mm-hmm. I would have ventured to say that more of us have than that than not. Than not, yeah. And I don't think that that's actually a rabbit trail, Catherine. I think it's a it's an insight to how the enemy tries to cause our our senses to be dull. Yes. Uh, to the point, and I think that that's what leads to those times when we sit and open the word and it, and, and we get nothing out of it. Yeah. And it's because we've, um, our senses are dulled. You know, um, one of the things, and, and, and for me, I'm listening to you say that in the, in some of the, man, I'm, I'm, I'm popping like popcorn over <laughs> here now with just even just revelations of how the enemy tries to lull us to sleep because we know that scripture and that uh, 
that parable that Jesus said that while men slept, the enemy so tears. And so I'm, I'm thinking about that in light of um, all of the things that entertain, but I'll use another word instead of entertain, all of the things that we use to amuse us. And that it's interesting because the word muse means to be inspired and to think. Amuse means without inspiration and without thought. And there's so many things that we give ourselves to that are literally uh, intended to dull our wonder. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And so we fall into those places, and and I'm guilty of that as well. And and it's interesting when when I pull myself away from the things that amuse, then I and I when I then grab the word, I get to a place of that that excites. And so the enemy wants to amuse when the father wants to ignite and excite us. And so whenever, whenever I, that's why I so look forward to our, our, our banters, whether it's by text or by phone or, or, or face to face is the best of course. But what happens is um, it, it literally brings true where the scripture says, iron sharpens iron. Yeah. And I, 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 I do want to uh, defend my sister here. <laughs> the, uh, it's more, more, more so she's not a political junkie as much as she is. She is one who is very concerned about our communities, our cities, and our states and nations. This is one of this is one woman of God who uh, puts feet to her faith when it comes to involving herself in her cities and her regions, and and I'm telling you, I think that that's another thing that uh, amusement will yes. do. It will it, it will dull us to what's going on around us, even in a practical sense, civilly or politically, and so. So I, I, I believe that one of the things that's happened to me as I've gone deeper in the word is it's it's opened up a greater sense of responsibility yes. for what's happening in our nations and our communities and our cities and our states. And so I'm telling you, if you feel yourself being lulled with that lullaby that that uh, Iranian uh, wife uh, <laughs> felt. Yeah. Um, these are some of the things that I, that I encourage you, the things that, that, uh, Catherine has shared, uh, busyness being the enemy of deep, uh, the, the, the desire to go deeper and to, to become, you know, I, I, I one scripture that brought to mind as you were talking was, it said that, uh, Moses knew God's ways and, uh, Israel knew his works. And, and, and if you are just very shallow in your study of the word or uh, in your Bible reading where you just know the works of God, if you don't know his ways, you're susceptible to misinterpret his works. And so I, I encourage you to get not just to, to, to spend your 15 minutes or however long you spend in the word to 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 memorize a scripture, but really get to, I'll say it like this, it's going to sound kind of weird, but you may want to 
treat it like you're dating the father because you want to get to know who he is. And that's what happens when you're when you have a new relationship, you want to you want to get to know that person that you're that you're that you're in relate. You want to know everything there is to know about them. And I encourage us to take that approach. And so what do you think, Catherine, and what what do you have as uh, some more thoughts regarding? um, Well, you know, I think the scripture just came to mind in Second Peter chapter one, um, uh, verse, I think it's five. And, and this is a great, maybe a pathway forward, something that gives you some concreteness. It says, so devote yourselves to lavishly supplementing your faith with goodness and to goodness, add understanding and to understanding, add the strength of self-control and to self-control, add patient endurance and to patient endurance, add godliness and to godliness, add mercy toward your brothers and sisters and to mercy toward others, add unending love. Since these virtues are already planted Scripture tells us we already have everything we need for life and godliness. I just have to submit to it. I have to choose them. He says they're already planted deep within, and you possess them in abundant supply. You don't have to figure out how to make them up. They're already in there, but then he says they will keep you from being inactive (laughs) and fruitless in your pursuit of knowing Jesus Christ more intimately. He says, but if anyone lacks these things, he is blind, constantly closing his eyes to the mysteries of our faith and forgetting his innocence, for his past sins have been washed away. For this reason, beloved ones, be eager to confirm and validate that God has invited you to salvation and claim you as his own. If you do these things, you will never stumble. And as a result, the kingdom's gates will open wide to you as God choreographs. That means he is creating a dance, a way of walking just for you. Wow. Um, choreographs your triumphant entrance into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus, the Messiah. And y'all, and I know probably most of you will already know this, but we are not living so that I can go to heaven. Mm. We are living this kind of life, or we are to live this kind of life so that we can impact the the ites in our nation, <laughs> amen, and in our communities, and even in our churches, amen. That's good. So I would just, you know, we've talked about a lot of things, and God just loves you so much. And I think that um, I'm a counselor, I'm a licensed therapist, and I think one of the the places I start first with people is is Ephesians 3, 18, where it said, where Paul says, I pray that you would have the power to grasp how wide and high and deep and long is, is the love of Christ for you that you might be filled to the full measure. And the reason most of us probably don't go deep is because we do not fully know that God loves us. Yeah, loves us with an infinite love that we I, we can't even fathom. Mm. Because I talk to people frequently, and they're like, "Well, I I don't I know I need to be more intimate with God, but they're filled with shame, they're filled with guilt, they're filled with fear, and 
all of that can be washed away when I begin to grasp how wide and high and long and deep is the love of Christ. That I took that scripture verse that I I um just quoted to you, um, Ephesians three eighteen. I took that pill like a pill three times a day for six months. And one day I heard in my spirit it click and the confidence that it brought into my life. I went from a two to a 10. Wow. Yeah. In a moment after I took God at his word and said, I pray that I would be able to grasp. And I read a story that Kenneth Hagin that was one of the two scriptures that he prayed for himself for months. Mm. And he said, it's what launched him into ministry. And I think Kenneth Hagin wrote like 60 books and went all over the world preaching and saw millions of people coming yeah. to Christ and coming to the fullness. That's where you start. Yeah. And then, but the busyness and all these distractions and the lullabies and all that are just strategies of the enemy Amen. to keep us from even getting that foundational peace. God loves me. And you've probably been singing, Jesus loves me. This I know for the Bible tells me so since you were born, but most of us know it in our heads and we don't know it in our hearts. And we don't know that that love can wash away all the sin all that we know the blood washes the sin, but that love and knowing that um, it washes away the shame, the guilt, the fear, perfect love casts out fear. All of that, because who doesn't want to run into the arms? Mm. You talked about the, the prodigal son last night and running into that he was afraid of his father because he had so messed up, but the father ran to him and just smothered him with kisses and, and and wrapped himself around him. And it was like in that moment, that young man recognized, Oh my gosh, my father still loves me in spite of all that I've done. Yeah. And he gave him his, his true inheritance in that moment. That is the God that we serve. That's so good. And if we can, if we can press into that place and let that set us free, then the other stuff, I feel like it's going to divide like the Red Sea for Amen. us Amen. to begin to walk into new places to where we set ourselves apart for, um, for the word and for doing as God has called us to do and being the man or the woman that he has ordained for me to be. Amen. Amen. Wow. That's so good. Uh, Catherine, uh, we've come to the end of our, our podcast today. Would you just, um, that, that you've just spoken and, and for the, our listeners, I know they've been greatly inspired and they've gotten tools where they can go deeper. Uh, can we just seal that with praying for our listeners yep. today? Father, I thank you for each person that, that's going to hear the words that Anthony and I've spoken that really have come from your heart today, Father. Yeah. And Lord, I pray for your Holy Spirit to just open 
open hearts, open eyes, open ears to hear and see and receive what you have for them individually, Father. I thank you for growth. I thank you for a deepening, Father, for each person, Father, that hears um, these words. And I thank you that you're going to prick their hunger, prick their thirst, Father God, in a way that that is lighting them up even now. To, to walk into a deeper place with you. And Father, I just bless each person who's listening. Yes. I bless you. I honor you. I bless where you've come from, and I honor where you're going. And we thank you, Father, for each person. We plead the blood of Jesus, and yes. we thank you that whatever's going on in these lives, Father, that you will bring healing and restoration and, and put them on a path, mm. Father, that will be able to to, they will be able to grasp where you want to take them. And yes. so, Father, I thank you for this opportunity. I bless Anthony, and I bless this podcast. And I thank you, Father, that you take it every place that it needs to go and that it will not be hindered by the enemy. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, thank my you. sister, my friend, Uh, My partner in ministry, I am so grateful. Thank you for taking the time to be with us on your destiny today. It's I'm so grateful that I get to run this journey and and do kingdom life with you and and with uh, Robert and Seth and 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 the entire uh, Life Choices Pregnancy Care Center family. They uh, Catherine has a phenomenal staff. uh, that work with her, and every time I get to come to South Carolina, I um, it's like coming to my second home, <laughs> and uh, it's it's such an honor and such a blessing. And the things that we've gotten to do over the years has just been tremendous. Okay. And I I encourage you. My 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 last encouragement to you is to find you. Um, a, a, a prayer buddy, a, a word buddy, someone uh, that you could be in covenant with that will sharpen you and keep you on your toes and and light your popcorn kernels <laughs> so that you can come into a greater Amen. revelation. Amen. So we want to thank you for joining us. And so on behalf of Catherine Wade of Life Choices Pregnancy Care Center, I'm Anthony Turner of Destiny Ministries International, and you've been listening to Your Destiny Today. And we encourage you to, if you haven't already done this, hit that subscribe button, tell people about the broadcast, let them listen to this one, and uh, get blessed as to uh, ways that they can go deeper in the Father. And we look forward to the next time that we're with you. And until that time, we say we pray for your purpose and the Father to reveal to you your destiny today. God bless you. You've been listening to Your Destiny Today with Anthony Turner. To join us each week, don't forget to subscribe. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. To find out more or to invite Anthony to your next conference or event, go to DestinyMI.com.